You're listening to the Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode 120. Hey, you guys, what's up? I'm really excited to be jumping on today and talking more about your content strategy. Now, as event planners, a lot of times it's easy to fall victim to the myth like, I'm talented. I don't need to have a blog. I don't need to have a podcast. I don't need a YouTube channel because my work speaks for itself. Well, let me ask you a question. The last time you did business with somebody in literally any industry, the first thing you probably did before doing business with them was Google them. Am I right? And you probably wanted to see what Google had to say about them. If there were reviews, if there were photos, if there was anything to back up you believing that you should do business with this person. For example, a few years ago, my husband and I finished our basement and we were looking for some help hanging up drywall and doing the mud and taping so that we could finish it out and, you know, get it painted and make it livable. And the first thing we did is we asked our friends for recommendations and got this nice long list. And then we started doing our research all online, mind you, of who would be the best suited for the job. You know, we looked at different jobs that they had done, we compared prices, and then we made our decision. I can promise you one thing, we most definitely did not go with somebody who we couldn't find stuff about online. If there was no history or information or pictures online, we were just automatically like, eh, they're out of the running because we can't verify their work. We can't see what they can do. And so the same thing applies as an event planner. Your online presence, your blog, your podcast, your YouTube channel, whatever method you choose to share your creativity, it is always to give you credibility and to help people make the decision to do business with you. So then we get into the next big debate of what is your content plan? If you are showing up every day on your social media and you are just posting the most random things that are unrelated, do you think that's going to build faith and confidence in you as an event planner or in your brand? You know, ask yourself, like, what content am I sharing? Are you sharing events you've done in the past? Are you sharing tutorials? Are you sharing things that inspire you, whether it's a Pinterest board or a collage that you put together of flowers and colors and themes that inspire you? So I like to call this batching or having a content plan, because what happens is if you are running your life in your business where every day you're like, okay, what should I post today? You are doing it wrong, my friends. You need to be planning this stuff out in advance so that you know what your message is and what you're going to talk about. So here are three telltale signs that you're in desperate need of a content plan for your business. Number one is you don't know what to write. Like I said, if you're showing up every day and you're like, uh, hmm, this looks interesting. Maybe I'll post about this. Um, you're doing it wrong on most days. If you're struggling to come up with ideas, it just means that you haven't planned in advance what that content is going to be. So you need to make sure that you have a calendar that you're working off of and you're filling your quote publishing queue as we call it in the industry and that you're producing content where you know that it's going to contribute to your blog and your business goals at the same time, give people faith in your abilities and your skill set as a professional. Number two, if you're chasing after content trends, you're already behind. I went to a blogger conference a few years ago, and one of the quotes from the class was, was called be a trend maker, uh, not just a trend, a trend chaser. If your content is always following on the tailcoats of other people's work, other people's themes, you're not really ever going to make it big and make a name for yourself as far as it comes to online because the 
biggest thing we can leverage with online content is making it shareable. So think of a trend that you can set. What's something that's interesting to you? What is something that you've thought about doing? What's a way you could tweak something to make it your own and inspire others? Funny story, one of my cousins who actually inspired me to start my event planning blog was the very first person to do a Harry Potter themed birthday party like 12 years ago. And she went above and beyond, I mean, made and bought all of her decorations. This was before you could even buy Harry Potter themed decorations. And if you Googled her, just sweet and simple, Harry Potter party, you could probably find it. But if you actually just Googled Harry Potter party, not even her blog name, I don't even know if it's up anymore, to be honest, but just sweet and simple Harry Potter party, if you want to see it. If you just Googled back then, Harry Potter party, her blog, just sweet and simple was the very first thing that popped up. And that's what I'm talking about by being a trend maker. She wasn't the one who wrote Harry Potter, but she was one of the first ones to become such a big fan by throwing that party. She inspired many, many others. And like I said, got really high rankings on Google when that was typed up. And so if you're looking to take off and get a flood of traffic, you need to think creatively more than just chasing the current trends. Number three, your content doesn't have to have a strong link to a product or service that you sell. And it doesn't have to necessarily promote your products or services. Sometimes it's beneficial to just put something out there that inspires trust and inspires joy and inspires other people to be creative. So whether you already have offers or you have packages of your services, or if you're still creating it, it doesn't really matter. The point is for you to build credibility and to connect with people. It's not to close sales. And I feel like this is such an important message right now because We're all home. It's the coronavirus pandemic, and we have the time to create. And we don't necessarily have the ability right now to actually take customers and do events that aren't small enough that are, you know, approved by our local government leaders. And so if you are thinking long game, not short game, like what can I do right now? How can I, you know, make an extra thousand dollars in events this month? Not not the short game, the long game of, you know, name, notoriety, credibility and becoming the expert in your area. It's not that hard. Like, I feel like a lot of people feel like, oh, there's no space for event planners. But I ask you like, okay, name the number one event planner in your area. And most people cannot because they're like, "Uh, I don't know. And so I want to ask you like, why not make that you? Why not put your content out there and inspire people and have people say, oh my gosh, that's Chelsea Curtis. She's like the top event planner in Utah. You know her, right? Right. Why why not that you instead of in, you know, Utah where I am in your state or your city and to have that be what you are known for and you can become the category king of event planners. You know, I want you to know that while it's important that as you're creating content, it should link to your business. Like don't post about what you had for breakfast. Don't post about your puppies. Don't post about your kids. That doesn't help build credibility that actually weakens your brand. Think about if you were to go to Target And the CEO of Target was all over the shelves and pictures of their personal effects or kids or, you know, you'd be like, what? Like you're as a, as a customer, you want to have the user experience that you want to have. So again, think about it from a business perspective. How can I infuse my talents to inspire my clients to want to do business with me and to make purchases with me that they feel like they know me, like me, trust me. Right? So what's the payoff if you do this content strategy, if you're putting all of your stuff on paper and making a calendar and getting it all laid out, it sounds easy enough, but it's not just, you know, uh, a quick like, oh, we'll just throw this on. Like you actually have to sit down, 
come up with the pictures, come up with the time that you're going to shoot this stuff, come up with the plan of when you're going to put it out there on your social media and make it easily shareable, right? But what are the benefits? I feel like as humans, we're wired to seek benefits. And so it's easier for me to feel motivated when I know what those are. So here are some tangible benefits of having a solid plan and a solid content strategy. So the first one is obviously going to be SEO. Like my story that I shared about my cousin and her Harry Potter party, SEO or search engine optimization is a huge, huge, huge benefit of being the first one to put something out there that is searchable and easily liked and shared, you know, but you don't have to be that innovative. That may sound like a lot of pressure, like, well, I can't, someone's already written uh, or done all of the blog posts about those awesome parties that are all on trend. I promise you, my friends, that more themes are going to come out, more characters and books will be developed, and you just have to be on the forefront of that to be able to catch the wave and write it. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean that you can't leverage other platforms. For example, go to Pinterest. If you just search the word party, you will be inspired by a whole plethora of beautiful parties that you could say, okay, if I were to put a blog post up, why not? link my blog post to Pinterest so that somebody else could find this when they search. The main thing with SEO, search engine optimization, is you need to make your content easy to find. And here's the pro tip that I teach in my course. To make your content easy to find, you need to use key words that are rich and easily searched. So what would somebody search in the Google search bar or in the Pinterest search bar to find this party? Okay. The more keyword rich it is, the more links you're going to get from other people clicking on it. And the more people are going to share it and find it because it'll rank higher on Google as well as Pinterest and any search engines that you put that on. The next benefit is traffic. When you're creating exceptional content, that's beautiful and photographed. Well, people are going to come to your site and they're going to be inspired and they're going to stick around. They're going to say, Oh, what else does this person have? What other things does this event planner talk about that I need? Because you'll start to attract the right kind of person for you. Now, when I talk about traffic, I don't want you to feel overwhelmed and sad. Like, Oh, it's so not fair. Like I only have 150 people coming to my website. It's just not enough, you know, and other event planners or other bigger places are getting, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of clicks a day. Look, the name of the game is all what you do with what you have. What are you doing with what you have? You do not need a million clicks to get clients. You literally only need one, one client, the right client could click on your website and your content and reach out to you and say, Hey, I love your work. Let's do business. So I want you to know it's all about doing what you have and having those call to actions placed in a place where it's easy placed in a place, placed in a position, positioned in a place where it's easy for those people to reach out to you and say, Hey, I love your work. I'd love to do business with you. And so whether that is doing, you know, someone's huge birthday party, a fundraiser or a corporate event, you never know what a click can do. And so it's so important to make sure that your messaging is clear and that you're not just arbitrarily posting something just to post it, that you're being very intentional with those posts. The next thing is sponsorship opportunities. If your content has a direct link to a product or service, or if you write for a niche, like again, most of us here are event planners, right? So we're writing to that audience. You're going to look immensely favorable in the eyes of brands who are consistently looking for influencers and bloggers to promote their products and services. And I feel like I 
cannot bang this drum enough. So for me, my story, I blogged for a couple of years and I was trying to crack the code of how do, how do I get paid? And I knew, you know, yes, people could hire me for their events. I have been doing a ton of free events for friends and family in my neighborhood, literally making close to nothing or working for free when I started attending blogger conferences. Now the conference tickets for some of these events are like close to $1,500. And so that's, you know, the ticket for a three-day uh, event that you can only choose however many classes you can go to. It doesn't even include everything. And then you're literally like a sponge trying to soak up as much as you can before you're literally overflowing with ideas and concepts going over your head. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm so lost. What do I do now? And in one of the classes I took, I learned about brand kits, media kits, and sponsor decks and how to reach out and ask for those opportunities. So I want you to think about this. Every brand, every product, uh, especially national ones, have a person that coordinates and styles to promote products. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. And they're probably paying tens of thousands, if not more, dollars for photographers, party stylists, and venue rental, not to mention the supplies and talent of the models. And it's such an amazing opportunity to build an audience, to build a platform that you own, you create, and to have somebody pay you and to say, hey, will you incorporate these products and we will pay you, you know, X thousands of dollars or X hundreds of dollars, whatever the opportunity is. I mean, they are saving so much money. And for the bloggers out there like me, it's like, oh my gosh, I've literally been able to replace my full-time income working uh, by doing a few blog posts every month. That's insane because I love it and I would have done it for free because I did it for free for many years. So I want you to know that those sponsorship opportunities are there and it all comes down to having a platform that they can verify your work is good and then knowing what to say and when to say it to secure those campaigns and get paid for doing what you love and what you'd probably be doing for free anyway. Okay. Another benefit is sales. Obviously the purpose is to put your content out there and to inspire your audience. And the more they're able to connect with you and build that trust that they're looking for, they're going to be ready to take out their wallets and probably do business with you, which is beautiful for an event planner because they're primed for the sale and they're going to trust the work that you do. And they're going to say, Oh, I saw this work that you've done. It's beautiful. And it's not like in the nineties where you had to sit down with this big portfolio yearbook thing that you're flipping through and hoping that they like what they see. You don't have to pay for any of that. And again, you don't have to sit in these meetings and saying, Hey, I hope I close this deal. They can make that decision before they ever talk to you. They can make that decision way in advance and it makes the sales process and the closing process so much easier. This works the same way for affiliate links and products that you sell for yourself, whether you are selling a course on how to create balloon arches, or you have um, a workshop that you're doing and, and you're charging per head, or you're doing ticket sales for your own women's lay dance party, whatever it could be, it is going to help you with getting the content to build the trust, to have people want to believe in you and do business with you because they feel like a part of what you're creating and they feel like they want to be involved in it because it inspires them on some level. The important thing with sales and traffic is to give yourself and your reader permission to not like your work. Give everyone permission to not like it. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> Why would I do that? Let me tell you something, friends. When you have people come to your site and they love what you do, they are going to be a champion for you and your business. And when you have people that are like, I don't really like this. It's not my style. They're not. 
So why would you try to appeal to everyone? That doesn't make any sense. Don't you want to appeal to the people who are going to champion your business, who are going to be your star customers? It always cracks me up when people are like, oh, my friends and family, like they won't even like my business page and it's so rude. You know what? They're probably not the person that's your ideal client anyway. They probably don't even appreciate your time, your talents, what you would charge. And I can guarantee you, most of them have probably never paid you for those times and talents, right? You need to think way bigger than just likes and people, you know, jumping on and following you because they owe it to you because you bought something at their Tupperware party. Okay. It doesn't work like that. You need to think here again, long game. Where can you start growing your list? How can you start adding real potential customers? Because it really, friends, does not take that much to have a list of people who love your work, who you do good work for. And then every year, just like clockwork, they're asking you to do their events because people are going to have birthdays every year. People are going to have holiday parties every year. People are going to do fundraisers every year. So let me ask you this. Are you playing the short game for someone's one-time 40th or 50th birthday party? Or are you playing the long game and saying, hey, where can I be the main person for this annual event and I'm making $10,000 every time I do it, right? So as you're thinking about list growth, make sure that this is very part of the focus in your content and that you have a way to capture emails on your website. This is usually, for me, I like to get name first and last, phone number and email. Some people will get address. I feel like if you try to get an address, it's really, really lowers the amount of people that submit because it's just too much at that point. But growing your list and being able to email that list saying, hey, I have a new blog post out or hey, I'm running this deal or hey, I thought this might be helpful because I want to serve my audience or maybe I, I want to share these five tips for you know throwing a party at home during coronavirus, whatever it is. I mean, you can think of creating that content, but think of serving your list and really growing some genuine people who will want to do business with you and not really expecting it from people just because they know you or you had a relationship before you started your business. Okay. Again, the most intangible benefits from doing this are going to just be creating that awareness. Imagine all of the people that you follow that you feel like, you know, because you subscribe to them, you could be a total stranger. And because you found someone's work on Pinterest or Instagram, you're like, oh my gosh, they're my best friend. I know them. I like feel like I know about their doggies. I feel like I know about their kids and their husband's name and all the little weird quirks about them. You need to become that person. And I promise you that with consistency and time, people will fall in love with you. They will give you respect and adoration and they will feel like they know you. And that is where this magical space exists where people want to do business with you and they've never even met you in person. It's just like online dating. It's a magical, magical space and a magical time to be alive. And so I want you to know that if you think about this and reposition yourself as the leader and the expert in your area, that if you talk about how to benefit and serve your audience and you are sharing things that inspire you, if you're okay with not being liked by everybody, if you realize that like you just need to grow your own list, grow your customer base, that you are going to do very, very well, I promise that people in your area will look to you as the expert and soon you'll be the ones having speaking opportunities and being able to share what you know with those around you. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. If you have comments, questions, concerns, I'd love to hear about it and keep this conversation going in my Facebook group, the Party Planner Academy community. And that can be found at the link in the bio of this podcast. Thanks so much. And I'll see you next time. Oh, 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 oh,